what's up everybody this is judith they you're listening to mad love welcome to the show welcome to your life welcome to your day i hope everything is going well for you it's august 31st uh you already know it's the end of august are you ready for september it's a beautiful day here in st louis it feels like fall is in the air no one's more excited about that than i am because it's my favorite time of the year my birthday's in the middle of september you know people are going back to school people are focused you know in america though definitely we need to go to school non-stop like 12 months out of the year this whole summer thing needs to be over. Everybody should probably be on a quarterly schedule. That's my opinion. Uh, certainly because schools uh, provide so much service to to kids, you know, especially in, in low-income areas, uh, unstable areas where you need something to occupy the kids' time for the summer, for real. Like, every kid has that need but some parents can afford to send their kids to day camp some people can afford to send their kids to summer camp away you know some people can afford to send their kids to their grandparents for the summer all of those things that you know everybody doesn't have the option to do I know back in the 70s my mom struggled trying to figure out what to do with me all day uh I had a couple of terrible babysitters you know people I would just be sitting at their house they were older they'd park me in front of a tv give me lunch you know, and then finally, I guess around eight or nine, I was able to just stay home by myself. You know, don't let any strangers in and you can go outside, but you can't do this and that, those kind of things. Um, and then, you know, finally by 12 or so, it's like, OK, well, just enjoy. I went to a couple of terrible summer camps, you know, day camps. My mom really struggled. She she wasn't an imaginative mom. She's not an imaginative person. Uh And I know it sounds like I trash my mom a lot. Obviously, I love my mom. Obviously, she has some good traits, and she's a good person. And she did the very, very best that she could for me. But no one would say, like, she was the most outside-of-the-box thinker. You know, and I think her best friend would be like, oh, you know, I heard about this summer camp. You should put Judy in that. And then, like, I go and... It just, you know, I wasn't that kid. I wasn't super social. I didn't love other people. Like, kind of like the way I am now. I'm very selective about who I spend my time with. And, um, like, she wouldn't have sent me to the camp I would have felt more comfortable in, you know, some sort of upper middle class thing. She would send me to, you know, something going on, you know, in the community because it was probably cheaper. And, uh, you know... I think uh, everybody knows where I'm going with this. I'm not a snob, but your background dictates what type of, you know, personality you're going to have. And I probably should ask my friends from school what they were doing over the summer, but it just never dawned on me uh, to do that uh, because, you know, I wasn't the parent. And so, you know, one summer we got bailed out because we had to do summer school uh, mandatory because I went to Catholic school and we wanted, uh, we at that time we had to test in. So like, I think my eighth grade summer, I, I was going to school and I probably should have just asked if my friends, cause my mom just had a hard time figuring out what I should do. And, you know, we separate everything by race, but really it's by class. And if you grew up a certain way, you do not want to be hanging out with thug life either. You know, there are things that kids from low-income backgrounds were interested in that I wasn't. And it's still the truth. I just think 
that for some reason it's a cardinal sin to say it. Like, you know, hey, if you didn't grow up with your family members stabbing each other or talking shit or calling each other the N-word, or I didn't grow up that way. We we have family parties. No one got into fights. No one stole anything <laughs> from the party. Um, nobody got cussed out. Uh, certainly there was alcohol and people had fun, but nobody, it just never went left. Like, we had a real, we were closer to the Huxtables than any family that I can think of that would describe it. Um, the Huxtables, not Bill Cosby's family. Um, and yeah, it was kind of squeaky, squeaky clean, clean cut. We never called each other the N word. The N word is a bad word to me. When I was growing up, my mom, if she had heard me say that, I would have gotten a spanking like I had said fuck. So yeah, you know, and yeah, I grew up in the days when you got spanked. And I missed that actually. <laughs> because I I just don't agree. I'm sure the psychologists and I'm Dr. Phil and all these people have these great theories on it, but you know, there needs to be a boundary. Part of the problem I think with the world right now is there's a complete lack of accountability and there's this whole timeout generation where, you know, just sit in the corner and and nobody follow through. So you don't have to follow through with a punishment when you got spanked. I mean, you know what I mean? So, like, if you got a spanking and you weren't punished, the spanking was usually enough. But if you did get punished, you did have to follow through with it. There was one time where my mom made me stay in my room. I couldn't do anything. And I thought it was great. Like, she she had to bring me my dinner. I didn't have to do anything. And it was, like, the best punishment ever. And I think that only happened once. <laughs> <laughs> but normally the spanking was enough. I wasn't a bad kid. I didn't love getting spanked. But I think the idea and the threat of spanking to to certain people, they need that. They need something that defines like, yes, you did something terrible. It was fucked up. And you're going to get a spanking. I think spanking culture uh, needs to come back. I'm not saying beat the kid within an inch of their lives. No, that's not what I'm saying. But there needs to be some discipline and some accountability. And I think the reason why, and I haven't really dug into it, but but because there's such a lack of accountability in our society, it has to be because the home is the place where people aren't being encouraged to uh, be accountable and, and face the consequences, you know? So, yeah, I'm pro-spank. I got spanked. And there needs to be something definitive where the child understands, like, yo, I'm not saying bring out the, your wire hangers and beat the shit out of the kid, but they need to understand. And most people aren't strong enough to create boundaries. You know, you have to really impose these things. And everybody's out here trying to be their fr- uh, kids' friends. My dad was clear, like, you know, he said we were friends, but I knew we weren't. <laughs> I knew that that uh, if I disgraced his name or disrespected our house or was somewhere doing something I shouldn't be doing and and embarrassed my family, it, you know, yeah, that wouldn't be good. So I don't know. Anyway, I can't remember how I got on that tangent, but I did, and you're welcome. But, uh, yeah, anyway, oh, my mom at summer camp. Yeah, I should have asked my friends, but I didn't. 
And my mom, I want people to know I love my mom. I clearly love my mom. I am a full-time caregiver and it is taxing and draining. Um, but I'm just, I'm just wired different. I, I can't just put her anywhere. I can't imagine just parking her in another city from where I am. I just can't do that. I don't know how other people can do it. I don't judge other people. Do what you think is best. But I just, I can't do that. And, um, you know, I love my mom. She wasn't perfect, but she believed in education. And I thank her for that. And she kept us clean and we were safe. And, um, you know, nobody's perfect. Uh, there wasn't a lot of emotionality there. She's not a very emotionally mature person, still not. And of course, dementia doesn't help. But uh, she was a very good mom. She, she, you know, I've never said that. And I should say that. She was good to us and she took care of us. And I knew she loved me. I didn't always know if she could say it or if she was proud of me. She was very demanding and kind of mean, but (laughs) I knew she loved me and uh, I love her very much. And I I hope that comes through in this podcast. So I'm getting choked up. I don't know why, Uh, but I'm going to wrap it up and I hope everybody has an amazing day. And I hope that people can look at things that maybe not have been ideal. Maybe you didn't go the way you thought they would go. And still see the beauty in the imperfection of it. And uh, it's hard because it's easier to focus on the things that aren't working. But focus on the things that did work, the good parts. And uh, it's just a transformative way to live. So I hope you have an amazing day and an amazing life. I'm thinking about you guys. I've been getting some really positive feedback from from this podcast. So I think I'm going to... uh, I may do another podcast in addition to this one, or I may shut Mad Love down. I don't know. Uh, I didn't enjoy Mad Love. It's my therapy, really. Um, But I want to do something that's a little bit more focused on women. My goal is to be the Joe Rogan experience for women, Um, because there's so many great conversations that just aren't being had, and it could really help half the population. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm thinking about doing that, and... uh, I'll keep you guys posted. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, though. Continue to like, share, and subscribe. Um, but like, let's let's just let's just get this information out there and go bigger. I think that's it's time to do that. And I think I'm not a feminist per se. It's not how I would describe myself. Uh, but there is knowledge that women need to have, and I'll be frank. I've spent the last five years trying to figure out how to get rid of high flashes because they would they would start and go away but in the last three years they've kind of hung around certainly when COVID started so that has led me on this journey of realizing how little women's health has been examined and studied and if you don't have some amazing doctor you're out we're out here suffering and it's only because we're women And that is deeply, deeply fucked up. And that is why I am considering doing this new podcast that's aimed at women, for women, 
and, uh, you know, health is wealth. So health will be a big part of it. But, you know, I was having a conversation with a coworker yesterday and I'm like, I'm the aunt. My, my nephew made me a professional aunt, FYI. He required a lot of attention and, um, I didn't have an aunt quite like me. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have an aunt like that. Um, so I feel like I can be that for a lot of people and we can share a lot of information and uh, grow and bond as women because I think it's so important and defining your womanhood outside of men is huge and that that would help our health that would help our wealth because so much of about being a girl and eventually a woman is about men and how we view men and how we want a man and how can we keep a man and and this podcast will be about you you as a woman period that's it of course men will be a, a topic because i love men I love men, but I have grown past the point in my life where I have to define myself by them and what they like about me, if that makes sense, because I don't care. (laughs) When your hormones die down and you're not constantly thinking about them like that, it's really helpful. You can get a lot done. I've had the most uh, productive. Gosh, this year has been amazing. But that's a talk for the other podcast. And it's going to be great. And I appreciate your support in advance. Please, again, I'm trying to say goodbye on this one. Have a great day. Be your best. Thank you so much. Get ready for September. Get ready. Well, it's coming whether you're ready or not. It'll be here tomorrow. So let's go.